Bengaluru Commute Podcast, powered by Spooler. Welcome to the Bengaluru Commute Podcast, your only companion on the streets of Bengaluru. Bengaluru Local News. For today, the 15th of September, let's begin with updates from the city. The statutory safety inspection of two stretches awaiting commissioning on Nama Metro's Purple Line is likely to happen on September 21st. Following reports about the postponement of the exercise, a director of BMRCL met the Commissioner of Metro Railway Safety, A.M. Chaudhry, during the day and requested him to decide on a fresh date as early as possible. Metro commuters have been eagerly waiting for the two stretches, K.R. Pura Bhaipanahali on the eastern side and Kengeri Chalakhata on the west, to be integrated into the metro network. In other headlines, the row over the sharing of Kaveri River water between Karnataka and Tamil Nadu is now threatening to disrupt supply to Bengaluru City. With the level in the KRS reservoir fast depleting following the release of water to Tamil Nadu, BWSSB had written to Kaveri Niravari Nigam Limited CNNL, to set aside Bengaluru's share of water for the rest of the year. Chairperson NJ Ram also requested officials to ensure the storage of sufficient water both in Kabini and KRS reservoirs for Bengaluru's portable needs. BWSSB supplies Kaveri water to nearly 70-80% to 80% of Bengaluru. In some more news, Bengalurians are facing a pricier festive season this year, not just due to soaring Ganesha Idol and festival essentials cost, but also due to a steep increase in pulse prices caused by a weak monsoon. Pulses, a key ingredient during festivities, have seen a 20-30% to 30% price surge. Turadal, used for over 2, was Rs 130 to 135 per kg in June-July and now sells for Rs 165 to 175 per kg. Similarly, green gram has risen from Rs 95 to 100 per kg to Rs 130 to 135 per kg, with other pulses experiencing average increases of Rs 30 to 40 per kg. Up next, in compliance with the High Court's ban on flex banners and hoardings in the city, the BBMP is taking action against Ganesha Pandals displaying non-eco-friendly materials. Pandals can opt for cloth or other eco-friendly alternatives for publicity, but such displays should be set up on the celebration day near the idle pandals and removed after immersion. The Palikis Ganesh Festival guidelines advise citizens to avoid POP idols, thermocol, and plastic, emphasizing proper waste segregation and disposal at BBMP collection centers. Now on to other news, more than 4,000 dengue cases have been reported in Bengaluru in the past few days, with a rise in the number of infections among children. Doctors say the number of infants being admitted with high-grade fever is increasing, with temperatures hovering between 103 degrees and 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Cold hands and feet can be a sign of serious illness, indicating a leak phase. Symptoms like vomiting three or more times, rashes in the body or bleeding should also not be ignored. Moving on, scientists have found that highly abundant naturally occurring plant-based polyphenols or PPs, a type of compound like tannic acid found in twigs of trees like oak, can help create a cost-effective strategy for combating Alzheimer's disease. The findings are part of a new study by researchers from the Jawaharlal Nehru Center for Advanced Scientific Research, JNCASR, published in the journal Chemical Sciences. Pointing out that Alzheimer's is a widely prevalent progressive neurodegenerative disorder marked by cognitive decline, the researchers said that it remains poorly understood despite decades of dedicated research. Meanwhile, the Karnataka High Court recently ruled that the definition of family in the Karnataka Civil Services, Appointment and Compassionate Grounds Rules, 1999, does not include sisters. The court dismissed the claim of a woman seeking compassionate appointment in place of her deceased brother. It pointed out that according to Rule 21b, only the widow, son or daughter, living with a deceased male government servant and dependent on him are considered family members. The court's decision upheld the rules followed by government companies, including Karnataka Power Transmission Corporation Limited KPTCL, 
and Bangalore Electricity Supply Company, Pescom. On a different note, as many as 20 lakh girls in Karnataka aged between 10 and 18 years and enrolled in government schools and colleges will get free sanitary pads from October under the Shuchi scheme. On September 11, the government rolled out the Shuchi Nana Maitri scheme in Dakshina, Canada and Shamrajnagar on a pilot basis. Around 15,000 girls in these districts will get menstrual cups free of cost. Health Minister Dinesh Gundurao said if it worked out well, it will be extended across the state next year. National news. Moving on to the national news, PM Modi strongly criticized the India bloc, asserting that the alliance had sinister intentions to undermine and dismantle the foundations of Sanadan Dharma, one of the world's oldest religions. He said today they have openly started targeting Sanatana, tomorrow they will increase the attacks on us. All Sanatanis across the country and the people who love our country will have to be alert. We will have to stop such people. Meanwhile, police detained 17 fake Qazis in different operations in the Haila Kandi district of Assam as the police continued their crackdown on child marriage. A senior official of Lala police station said the arrested had no official registration required for the job. It is learned that the police have seized 10 Kabul Namas from them. An official at Haila Kandi Sadar police station said the detained persons are being interrogated and further action will be taken as required. In more news, two days after 10 students from Gandhi Medical College GMC were suspended for allegedly racking a group of freshers, it has come to light that the 31st-year students were summoned to the seniors' rooms two weeks ago at around 2 p.m. and forced to consume alcohol, smoke cigarettes and even strip. Dr. K. Ramesh Reddy, Director of Medical Education Telangana, confirmed that the complainants had indicated such acts of ragging and termed the act as a gross violation of human rights. Shifting our focus after five years of investigation, Telangana's Women's Safety Wing and Anti-Human Trafficking Unit have resolved the enigmatic case of a 36-year-old married woman who disappeared from Humayunagar in 2018. She meticulously erased her digital footprint and adopted a new identity, including marriage to another man while working for an NGO in Maharashtra. The breakthrough came when her Aadhaar card was updated last month, revealing changes in language, religion and husband's name. This led to the discovery of her bank account details, followed by a digital investigation that exposed her new identity on social media. In a general weather update for the country, the India Meteorological Department IMD has predicted very heavy rains in several parts of the country, including central East India. West India are likely to witness very heavy rains in the coming days due to low-pressure condition building over the northwest and west-central Bay of Bengal. International news. Turning our attention to international news, the U.S. has assured India of a quick investigation into the death of Andhra Pradesh student Jahanavi Kundula, who was struck by a speeding police patrol car in Seattle in January. India had strongly taken up the case with the Biden administration after a recently released body cam video showed Officer Daniel Oder joking and laughing about her death. He also dismissed any implication that a fellow officer might be at fault and that a criminal investigation wasn't even necessary. Audrey called Janavi a regular person who had limited value. In ongoing news at the G20 gathering in New Delhi, President Joe Biden and Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salman of Saudi Arabia exchanged a warm handshake. The Biden administration is working overtime to consolidate what is arguably Washington, D.C.'s most significant advantage over its great power rivals, especially China. Most specifically, the U.S. has been pushing hard to forge a deal in which Washington, D.C. would give formal security guarantees to Saudi Arabia, and in return, the Saudis would establish diplomatic ties with Israel, with Israeli concessions to the Palestinians. In a recent development, according to a research report by the Federation of American Scientists, Pakistan continues to gradually expand its nuclear arsenal with more warheads, more delivery systems and a growing fissile material production industry. Analysis of commercial satellite images of construction and Pakistani army garrisons and air force bases shows what appears to be newer launches and facilities 
that might be related to Pakistan's nuclear forces. The scientists have estimated that Pakistan now has a nuclear weapon stockpile of approximately 170 warheads. In some positive news, a team of students from the Academic Motorsports Club Zurich, Swiss University's ETH Zurich and Lucerne University of Applied Sciences and Arts has broken the world record for the fastest acceleration from 0 to 100 km per hour in an electric vehicle, EV. Their car, which they built from scratch, bested the previous record set by a team of students in Germany by more than a third. Known as the Green Team, the previous record holders, a team of 20 students from Germany, achieved the feat in 1.461 seconds. Business news. Let's now look at some business stories. Alarm bells over Pratt & Whitney's unending woes for its engines powering the Airbus A320neo family planes are now ringing globally. The DGCA has taken up the issue of three Pratt & Whitney engines and flight shutdowns on as many Indigo flights in quick succession between August 29 and September 3, 2023, with the engine maker. It has directed urgent intervention of the highest level for suitable mitigation by PW and also asked it to see if the engine deterioration could be detected at an early stage through some tests. In more business news, Tesla has begun heavy component sourcing from India and is expected to ship parts worth $1.7 to $1.9 billion this year. Commerce and Industry Minister Piyush Goyal said, while the company finalizes its launch plans for the market, it is already sourcing significantly from India indicating the robustness of the manufacturing processes and quality of production. The carmaker revived its plans to manufacture and launch cars in India a couple of months ago, after abandoning the project last year. Next up in some tech news, Apple's iPhone 15 will cost much more in India than in the US and Dubai, despite some models being manufactured in India. iPhone 15 Pro Max 1TB is priced at Rs. 1,99,900 in India, 51% higher compared to the US price of $1,599. The price in Dubai is AED3399, a shade lower than in India. The difference is more stark when it comes to the flagship Pro versions, which attract 22% import duty. The base variant of the iPhone 15 Pro in India is priced at Rs. 1,34,900, compared to Rs. 82,917 in the US. Moving on, in a move indicating a strong intent for gender balance and the significance of a hybrid work culture, 3.4 lakh women, about 38% of total employees, were hired by 100 firms that emerged as best companies for women in India in 2023, according to a study by Avatar and Sarah Mount. At a panel discussion, Aditya Mittal, CHRO, City South Asia, said that of big inflection points in the history of work, it was COVID that really pushed the boundaries on flexibility, which remains sustainable post-pandemic too, adding the first time the employee has won. In market news, the domestic equity market snapped the five-day losing streak as Sensex recouped its lost crown and closed 78 points higher on FAG and value, buying in banking, energy and financial stocks. Halting its five-day losing streak, the 30-share BSE benchmark rose 78.94 points, or 0.14%, to close at 57,634.84 points, with 17 of its constituents ending in the green. The 50-share NSE Nifty advanced 13.45 points, or 0.08%, to settle at 16,985.60 points. The rupee declined 13 paise to close at 82.78 against the US dollar. Entertainment news. Over to news from the entertainment world, the Odisha Economic Offences Wing, AOW, said that they will question Bollywood actor Govinda in connection with the massive rupees 1,000 crore pan-India online Ponzi scheme investigation. According to authorities, the scam involved Solar Techno Alliance, STA token, which had an online presence in multiple countries. The company allegedly operated an illicit online Ponzi scheme by posing as a crypto investment venture. As a result, it collected an unauthorized deposit to the tune of Rs 1,000 crore from over 2 lakh individuals across India. In news from Hollywood, during a performance on the tour in Sacramento, Nick Chono scolded fans for throwing objects on stage. 
A video captured the moment when fans threw bracelets at him while he was singing. Nick gestured for them to stop and continued performing. This incident highlights the dangerous trend of throwing objects at performers during concerts. Other artists such as Baby Rhea and Harry Styles have also experienced similar disruptions. Meanwhile, in some news from regional cinema, popular actor Vijay Sethupathi revealed the title of actor Satish and Suresh Ravi's film with debutant director Praveen Saranan. The film has been titled Mustafa Mustafa after the popular song from Kadal Desam and is billed as a friendship comedy that revolves around four people caught in a sticky situation. Monica Chinnakotla and Manasa Chaudhary play Satish and Suresh's romantic interests, respectively. Spooler Sports in sports news, Sri Lanka's legendary spinner Muthaya Murlitharan has picked his favourite team for the upcoming ICC Men's Cricket World Cup starting from October 5th in India. Speaking on the ANI podcast, Code of Spin Murlitharan picked up four teams that can win the World Cup this year. According to him, India has an advantage in the tournament while Australia, England and Pakistan also have the potential to clinch the coveted trophy. In more sports updates, Ranjan Chaudhary is back to take charge of Bengal for the upcoming Santosh Trophy. Chaudhary is currently employed as coach of Bhavanipur FC, who have made it to the Super 6 stage of the ongoing CFL Premier Division. The Coaches Committee of the Indian Football Association went through a number of applications before settling on Chaudhary. According to the IFA's criteria, a potential candidate must be a license holder and should have the experience of coaching for at least five years. Wrapping up sports news, Japanese female referee Yoshime Yamashita will make her debut at the Men's Asian Cup in Qatar next year marking a significant step forward in a historic development for gender equality in sports officiating. Yoshimi, who had already been selected as a referee for the 2022 Men's World Cup in Qatar, is among the five women chosen to officiate at the prestigious regional championship scheduled for January-February. Switching gears to local events, there are many events ongoing and upcoming in Bengaluru this week. Pet lovers, this one's for you. Enjoy an incredibly fun day at the Pet Gala event and bring along your fur buddies to the Jai Mahal Convention Centre. Jai Mahal Palace on the 17th of September at 10am. Get ready to enjoy a fun evening out with friends as renowned DJ Alex Kennan performs live at the Guild Henur Bagalur Main Road on the 16th of September at 3pm. You can also catch the incredible Raja Shekhar Mamidana in his latest outing performing live at the Mother Tekla Auditorium Ashok Nagar on the 17th of September at 6pm. Experience a blend of innovation, sustainability and visionary cocktails presented by Asia's top bars in partnership with The Soul Company and Beam Suntory in an extravaganza happening at the Kopitas Four Seasons Hotel, Makri Circle on the 16th and 17th of September at 7pm. Enjoy a relaxing session of yoga with the Surya Namaskar and Yoga Workshop happening at the Fusion Waves Music Academy, Electronic City on the 17th of September at 7pm. Bengaluru weather. And finally, the weather in Bengaluru. Storms with thunder and lightning are anticipated in the afternoon. The chance of rainfall is high, however, precipitation will be light. The highest temperature will be a moderately hot 27 degrees Celsius, while the lowest predicted temperature is a pleasant 20 degrees Celsius. The maximum heat index, which combines relative humidity and air temperature, is estimated at 29 degrees Celsius. The day's high temperature is predicted to adhere to September's average peak of 28.3 degrees Celsius. That's all for now on the Bengaluru Commute Podcast for today. If you enjoyed this episode, please do follow the Bengaluru Commute Podcast on your favorite podcast and player and leave a rating and a review as well. It helps other listeners to discover the show and we would just really appreciate it. Even better, if you know someone who would enjoy the podcast, share it with them. Make your commute truly extraordinary. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast skill is now available on Alexa. All you have to do is to download the skill from your Alexa app and look for the Bengaluru Commute Podcast. The Bengaluru Commute Podcast. Powered by Spooler.